All right, guys, welcome in to today's episode of the Southeast Hoops Podcast. It is Monday, February 12th, 2018. And yes, I know, it's been a little while since I've uh, done an episode here of this particular podcast. Uh, but what I've been doing, for those of you who have been checking the website regularly, and I thank you for that, is updating the podcast page over at southeasthoops.com. Before, I simply had links to all of, of the individual episodes here on the Southeast Hoops podcast, but what I've started doing is including links uh, to all the radio gigs, all the podcast appearances that I do throughout the week. So I'm including links to that on the podcast page now. That way... Uh, you have a lot more audio to find there. And, and you will notice once you go to the page how much more expanded it is now that I have gone in and added all these different links. Uh, that way you can keep up with all that stuff as well. If you happen to miss a tweet where, where I send out the link to these interviews and all that, you can go over to southeastsoups.com, find them on the podcast page, and pretty much anything SEC basketball related I do in other places uh, is going to be here on this podcast page. So it's a lot of fun. Uh, to listen to, like I said, it's the ultimate SEC basketball audio experience is the way I like to put it. So that's there for you to check out uh, if you want more SEC basketball audio. So today's episode of the podcast, obviously a huge day in the world of SEC basketball. And the main reason for that was Andy Kennedy stepping down as head coach at Ole Miss. Um, th- there's been a lot of discussion about this on Twitter, as you would expect. Uh, there are a lot of different opinions in terms of what this particular move means for Andy Kennedy, what it means for Ole Miss. I look at this a couple different ways. Uh, on the one hand, yes, Andy Kennedy has been there for a while. Um, they didn't have that that long-term NCAA tournament success. He's been there 12 seasons. They've been to the NCAA tournament twice. Um, and now we're in an SEC where the stakes have been raised considerably in terms of the, the level of competition is going up. And we talked about this last year, that it was going to go up this year. We saw it start to rise last year. But now we're getting to that level where in the SEC, it's going to be this sort of grind seemingly every single season. I think you're going to continue to see as these teams recruit well, um, as these coaches continue to stay in the conference, all that we've always talked about, sort of the improved level of coaching in the conference, one of the best coaching rosters from top to bottom we've ever seen in the SEC probably. And so there was a point where people were going to expect more. Um, On the other hand, here's the way I look at things. Andy Kennedy left Ole Miss considerably better than he found it in terms of improving the overall stock of that basketball program, improving the facilities there, the pavilion, all those different things that have been added to the Ole Miss basketball legacy, I guess you could say. Um, and and here's another thing. A lot of people want to sit there and compare Ole Miss basketball to Kentucky basketball, to Florida basketball, um, and to, to think that this is a job that is equal to every other job in the SEC. That's where people have to stop for a second and realize not every single job in the SEC is equal. Just because all the teams are in the same conference doesn't mean 
all these schools are are putting the same amount of resources into basketball, have the same type of you know coaching budgets, all this other stuff. It's simply not the case. And so to say that the expectation at Ole Miss is to make the NCAA tournament every single season or to get there, let's say, more often than Andy Kennedy did, um, you can understand that to a degree. But you also have to realize that at some point, here's a guy who just really, like I said, I mean, he took this program to another level. He'll be the all-time winningest coach in Ole Miss history at this point. And it's one of those it's one of those weird situations, I think, where you look around and realize he's been there a long time, maybe for both parties right now. It's best to part ways. And for Ole Miss's standpoint, you take the risk and hope that the next guy that comes along is able to to get to that next level. Because if that's Ole Miss's goal in this whole thing, is to get to the next tier in the SEC to where you're not just going to the NCAA tournament uh, you know, every three or four years or something like that, but to try to get to the tournament every year, every other year, something like that. If that's the goal, then we're going to have to continue to see Ole Miss as a school, as a program, as an administration, put what needs to be put into that program to get to that next level. It's easy to say that on the surface, and say that, you know, we feel like now is the time uh, to sort of take that risk and to get to that next level. That's great and all, but you better have the right candidate in mind, and you better be able to put, you know, your stamp on things in terms of saying, we're going to make that commitment long-term. We're going to put in what we need to put in to get this program to that next level. Um, And if Ole Miss does that, more power to them, because that will only help you know, the program going forward. But I do think, for all the people who who think that Andy Kennedy is just some mediocre coach who could not get Ole Miss to the tournament every single season, um, he couldn't do this, he couldn't do that, you're sadly mistaken. (laughs) Because when you consider where that program was to where it is now, we talked about the improved facilities, all that stuff that's finally gotten there. The guy had nine seasons of 20 or more wins, eight postseason appearances. Yes, only two were in the NCAA tournament. And, you know, depending on how things go this year, he's never finished less than sixth since since expansion in the SEC, since the divisions were scrapped. Now, that probably won't happen this year. But up to this point, that's a pretty good achievement. And for all the people who said, well, Andy Kennedy, you know, only took advantage of a very weak SEC I don't care about that argument because it's very hard year after year with the grind that that you have to go through as a coach during a season to get to that 20-win mark and to finish at that level in a power conference. It's very hard to do. And yet, Andy Kennedy was able to do that at Ole Miss. So you're going to hear the phrase, be careful what you wish for a lot. And look, it is what it is, I think, when it comes to that because... It's one thing to sort of realize that, you know, the program is where it is now because of Andy Kennedy. And so to get to that next tier, I want to see Ole Miss continue to to really drive forward and, and make progress. So this is going to be interesting to watch. Everybody's already asking, well, who's going to get the Ole Miss job? Who's going to get the Ole Miss job? Uh, who knows? I mean, I think we're we're too early there. 
Because like I said, we're still, this is a weird scenario because you're talking about the season still going on. We're only in mid-February. And so um, there's a lot of different guys whose names will be mentioned. And it's probably a bunch of guys that, that we've seen before. I mean, there will be guys come up that are seemingly on everybody's list uh, year in and year out. So we'll get to that uh, when it's time to get there. But I think for right now, just just remember, if you're someone who's going to judge this move um, and sort of look at things and say, well, you know, finally Ole Miss is going to get rid of Andy Kennedy and be able to take that next step. There is no guarantees that's going to happen. And I think that's just something to keep in mind here because it's not just about that specific situation. It's about sort of the program in general, the school in general, wanting to continue to drive that program in the right direction. Um, and so if you're going to say that's what you're going to do, you better do it because in this stage in the SEC, uh, you can get left behind very quickly if you don't. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, but the other topic today, obviously there's a, a big Tuesday coming up here in, in the world of SEC basketball. Four matchups on the schedule. Texas A&M's at Missouri. Arkansas is at Ole Miss. South Carolina at Tennessee. LSU at Alabama. Uh, the A&M at Missouri game looks to be the game of the night, of course, because you have two teams that are playing very well right now. And, uh, you know, Texas A&M loses to Wayne Wilson for the season. That hurts because now, you know, you're out three guards here in the past couple days with J.J. Caldwell dismissed from the team, J.J. Chandler suspended indefinitely. Uh, but T.J. Starks, the way he's playing right now, he's come along, and I think that's going to be a fun matchup. you got Cassius Robertson on one side the way T.J. Starks is playing on the other. Uh, and that's going to be one of those grinded-out type of games to where, I mean, it, it could go either way. We saw the way that game turned out uh, when those two teams played a little while ago, and it was A&M getting the win there. They held Missouri to, to 49 points, and that's kind of one of those things where we weren't sure what was going to happen with Missouri. That was the first, you know, they lost that game, then lost the next two, and it was like they, they've hit a wall. But since then, they've won four in a row, and they've seemed to find their way here, and I think especially at home, uh, that's going to be another one of those games that goes right down to the wire. No surprise there. Uh, The Arkansas Ole Miss game, it was a fantastic game in Fayetteville, 97-93. Arkansas won that game. You have to factor in the Andy Kennedy stuff. Uh, You don't know how how a game like that's going to fare because it's such a sort of unique situation. You would think you're going to see the players really rally here and play a very good game, but you could equally see it going the other way and being sort of distracted by the whole process um, and maybe coming out not playing as well. So a lot of unknowns going into a game like that. South Carolina at Tennessee, the Vols are probably going to be very angry. You would expect that from this team. Uh, In having the kind of loss they had at Alabama, you would expect them to come out and really uh, try to take it to a South Carolina team that is just struggling very mightily right now. They're, they're just having a lot of issues. Um, and Frank Martin, obviously, he was fined by the SEC uh, for what happened in Saturday's game. And this is just a team that's, you know, we talked about it. They're just some teams that, that hit a wall, and South Carolina's lost five in a row now. I know I said before the season that I was worried about their ability to keep things rolling on offense. Uh, they only scored 41 points in that game against Florida. And I think that's sort of the concerns is that they, they've hit a wall offensively uh, and certainly defensively that they've had some bad lapses too. So South Carolina uh, will be a team the rest of the way. 
they're still one of those teams. You know, they're coached by Frank Martin, and you don't want to count them out. But I think it could be a struggle for the Gamecocks uh, the rest of the way here unless they can find more consistency really on both ends of the floor, but especially on offense uh, because they, they're just – they're not showing that depth, and that was the concern coming into the season. And then LSU at Alabama, um, <laughs> speaking of unpredictable, Alabama has certainly uh, accepted the challenge when it comes to playing teams that are in the top 15-ish uh, but you don't really know what to expect when they're playing teams that aren't. And th- this is an interesting game because LSU really has nothing to lose here, and LSU is still in that picture when it comes to the NCAA tournament. If they can rally and rack up some wins here down the stretch, they're going to be right there in the discussion. Uh, and they have a couple of good opportunities, and it will be this week for LSU. Alabama and Missouri both on the schedule. If you can find a way to win both of those games, and you're talking about LSU being in the NCAA tournament picture. Um, And certainly it would be huge to go on the road and beat Alabama after what the Crimson Tide did to Tennessee over the weekend. Uh, But it's it's a problem. We we can break down that game all we want, but you just don't really know what you're going to get when it comes to Alabama. And if they can prove that they can keep things rolling, then I think the Crimson Tide are a team that can get to the second weekend of the NCAA tournament. Uh, because they seem to really play well when they're in those pressure situations and those big-time situations. And as one of the youngest teams in the country, that's pretty impressive. Um, And you're going to have the ups and downs that you've had this year with this team because the youth is what it is. I know people don't like to make excuses, and they they say, oh, well, you know, other teams are young and all that, but it is what it is. I mean, when you look at Ken Palm, the fourth least experienced team in the country, and you're just going to have lapses where you don't play well. You're not going to have the same sort of energy, the same sort of focus to every single game, and that's what we've seen with Alabama. But they have to correct that if they want to get deep into the NCAA tournament. But that'll wrap up uh, today's episode of the podcast. Going to try to do these more frequently. I know you guys have heard this before, but I really am here as we get down the stretch run of the season. Uh, and as I always say on Twitter, thank you so much for your support of southeasthoops.com. Thank you for continuing to support the podcast, the other podcasts that I do. Uh, we're really just enjoying covering SEC basketball in a way that maybe a lot of other people uh, don't get the opportunity to do, and we're having a lot of fun with it. And be sure, if you haven't already, go find the tweet I put out on Twitter about sending in your five to seven favorite SEC basketball players of all time. Not the best players of all time. Your favorite players to watch, no matter who that is, Be sure you reply to that tweet. Send those in because we are going to start working on what is going to wind up being a -a one-of-a-kind series that you have never seen before when it comes to SEC basketball players uh, and sort of the history of the league and a lot of other things. We're going to have a lot of fun with this. It's a long-term project. It won't be getting started next week, the week after, anything like that. But we are spinning the wheels right now uh, because we're going to make this thing really, really fun for you guys. Uh, So be sure to stay tuned for that. Uh, Thank you, as always, for listening, and be sure you subscribe to the podcast. Go over to iTunes, search for Southeast Tubes. You can find it there. Subscribe. Like I said, go to the podcast page as well on the website. You'll find a ton of audio there you can listen to uh, anytime you want. So uh, thanks, as always, for listening, and I will talk to you guys next time.